the adults and leaders of tomorrow and need our support to get there. Of course, we were struggling ourselves to get by, especially at first, but it's important not to abandon our young people and to offer them a sense of community while helping them learn resilience. We need to pay better attention as we all recover from these hard times not to leave the youth behind, but to care for them, mentor them, and bring them into the future where they'll have to be the ones to take care of things. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Come on in. You know, Julie, adolescence is such a vulnerable age. Yeah, even in the best of times. Yes, and even before the pandemic, overall teen mental health in our country was getting worse. Teens were already dealing with feelings of hopelessness, anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues more than they ever had before. That's true, Cindy. Unfortunately, mental health problems in youth are also often linked with other health and behavioral risks like drug use, violence, sex, and self-harm. Teens are a challenging population because they can be impulsive and unpredictable. That's for sure. Then COVID hit and by July, 2021, it was estimated one and a half million children in the United States lost a parent or caregiver to COVID-19. And this has continued happening since then throughout the pandemic. Wait, let's reflect on that for a second. <laughs> one and a half million kids lost a parent or caregiver. That is a ton of grief and fear and trauma. That's so awful. Can't even imagine. Yeah. And then other events of the past couple of years, the increased political polarization, mass shootings that we all have to deal with, but in particular, there's the schools, greater awareness of systemic racism brought about by increased awareness of the racial trauma. Oh yeah, as well as poverty, increased domestic abuse during COVID, the list just goes on. All of this has added to the growing impact on teen mental health. Yeah, it's no wonder that now that we're actually studying this, we're finding that Black teens experience greater depressive symptoms and suicidal ideation after exposure to police brutality videos. That should not be surprising. The pandemic exacerbated all of these struggles and simultaneously, unfortunately, made it harder for teens to get help and support. Counselors, therapists, and other helpers were overwhelmed, and a lot of them were just not available. So just finding someone was difficult and the increased need made it all worse. According to CDC data from 2021, over a third of high school students reported poor mental health during the pandemic. 44% reported persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. Wow, that is a lot of teens feeling sad and hopeless. It really is. And the pandemic added so many new stress factors in their lives, such as more than half experienced emotional abuse while isolating at home. About 11% experienced 
physical abuse by a parent or adult living with them. And 29% reported that a parent or other adult caregiver lost their job. Before COVID, about one in six youth aged six to 17 in the United States experienced a mental health disorder every year, one in six. And now it's one in three. Over two and a half million youth in the United States have depression that severely affects their functioning. The rate of severe depression was highest among youth who identified as more than one race. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and female youth also report greater levels of poor mental health, as well as more emotional abuse by parents or caregivers, according to the CDC. These teens also think about and attempt suicide at a higher rate. These are disturbing facts. Yeah. And another disturbing fact is that over one in three, 36% of students reported experiencing racism before or during the COVID-19 pandemic. The highest levels in this case were reported among Asian students, black students, and students of multiple races. This is even more disturbing because experiences of racism are linked to poor mental health, poor academic performance, and lifelong health risks, behaviors, and outcomes. Yeah, these stats aren't surprising, but they're very concerning. Oh, they definitely are. I mean, think about it. When their normal routines were interrupted and they had to go virtual to virtual learning, students lost a lot of important support and structures, and they faced daily loneliness and isolation. In typical times, schools provide so much more than academic education. They provide opportunities for social, mental, and physical health services and access to meals that all help support and protect students. Schools offer children and teens important connections with peers and school staff. When kids are isolated at home, they don't have all the support they usually have outside the home, like teachers, friends, coaches, and counselors. They don't have outside role models who can also notice when something might be wrong and they can act to help. So in addition to schools, all kinds of activities were closed to teens during pandemic lockdowns, like after-school stuff, sports, clubs, parties. These events are still affected in some way, but there's definitely more for youth to get out and participate in now, which is so critical for mental and physical health. Right. And as teens will do, many of them filled their unstructured alone time with things that were not so helpful to furthering their mental health. There was increased drug and alcohol use, binge eating, self-harm, even excessive social media. Yeah, social media can be a positive way to stay in touch with peers and can also lead to extra pressure, sleep issues, increased exposure to bullying, and other harmful connections. Yep, all of the above. Of course, a lot of these issues were problems before the pandemic, but the pandemic just made them even worse and more complicated. It really did, Julie. In addition to having to cope with their own pandemic-related changes too, which was many times very traumatic, like losing a family member, but young people are also affected by the experiences and reactions of the adults around them. When parents get sick or lose a job or worry a lot about money or fight with each other, become more abusive or use drugs and alcohol or do risky behaviors, I mean, you name it, 
of course the kids are affected. They always feel the stress. Any stress the grownups around them are experiencing is likely impacting the youth. Right. Increased stress all around also increases conflict all around, which potentially increases anger and abuse and other poor coping mechanisms or skills. And those affect children too. On a positive note, research shows that offering teens strong support can reverse the negative trends we're seeing in their mental health. As long as it's possible to attend school, youth can benefit by what is referred to as school connectedness, which is a sense of belonging that they get at school. It's actually a key factor in helping youth who are struggling at any time, but especially during more seriously difficult times like COVID. Teens who feel connected to adults and peers at school are much less likely to report experiencing those persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness or even attempt suicide. Connection is so important for everyone, but especially for youth and teens who are in just such a vulnerable position. Their whole population is kind of more vulnerable. It stands out as an important fact because less than half of our nation's youth reported feeling close to people at school during the pandemic. And as we've talked about many times, the pandemic highlighted and added to the disparities that we know exist in mental and physical health outcomes for minorities and marginalized families and youth. The pandemic made these problems and injustices even greater. That's right, Cindy. The pandemic made it impossible to not see the huge disparities in our population. But now what? The youth are the adults and leaders of tomorrow and need our support to get there. Of course, we were struggling ourselves to get by, especially at first but it's important not to abandon our young people and to offer them a sense of community while helping them learn resilience. We need to pay better attention as we all recover from these hard times, not to leave the youth behind, but to care for them, mentor them, and bring them into the future where they'll have to be the ones to take care of things. COVID or not, youth with poor mental health struggle with school success, good decision-making, and maintaining their physical health. And they can be a burden on our already overburdened healthcare system if we give them what they need to thrive. Then instead, they can become contributing members of society, not a problem that society has to manage. When it's safe to be there, schools are the places students spend a large part of their day. So schools have to be intentional in supporting the health and well-being of students. Families and communities also have to be part of that village that raises healthy youth. Now that we're learning more about the pandemic's impact on children, parents and other caregivers can help in solving some of the problems too. Yeah, one major thing parents can do is check in to see how the kids are doing emotionally. Be aware of it. That can be challenging. A lot of teens will just say they're fine. They'll answer with one word. Yeah, good. <laughs> how was your day at school? Good. But, you know, you have to try to get past that a little bit. <laughs> right. And it's also just as important to listen to what they don't say as well, well as what they do say. Youth often show their distress in behaviors like sadness and crying and isolation. Or real irritability and easy anger. What young people need is to know that they have support when they need it. 
at home and at school. Children and teens are extremely resilient, and with support, they can learn new coping skills and resilience. Absolutely. PennMedicine.org has an online article on their website entitled, Six Facts Parents Should Know About Mental Health in Teens. Take a look if you're interested in getting some more information. You can also learn more about children, teens, and mental health at healthychildren.org. Their site has a lot of educational information about teen mental health and how we can be part of the solution. Our teens, as you said before, Cindy, are the adults of the future. So we need to take care of them and help them thrive. Thanks for joining us. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care. <laughs>